This podcast was recorded during the 2023 WGA and SAG After Strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, the series being covered here would not exist. Welcome to the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fan cast, where a steampunk girl, a lifelong sci-fi fan, and a rocket scientist chat about the popular 2009 sci-fi series. There's never a dull moment with the agents dedicated to protect humankind from unexplained phenomena that manifest their powers in special objects. And there's all those friendships and relationships along the way. Grab a cookie while you can. Hope you don't smell fudge. Gear up with your Farnsworth, Tesla, and Neutralizer. And let's have some fun by snagging it, bagging it, and tagging it. Welcome back to Artie's Attic, the Warehouse 13 fan cast. I'm the Warehouse 13 janitor, which means I'm the one responsible to clean up after Claudia's repair sessions. I'm SP. And the lead Artie's Attic agent tonight, who is responsible for getting us some off-Broadway show tickets during our New York City stay, is Shannon. Hello, guys. What? What? And featuring Shannon's rookie partner with her eye firmly placed on Jeff Weaver's assets is Agent Carolyn. Uh, Okay, sure. I would. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. (laughs) On this show, we're going to continue our discussion that premiered on the show six years before SpaceX landed a rocket back on Earth. It's Warehouse 13, Season 1, Episode 5, Elements, which premiered on August 11th, 2009. Shannon, how'd you like this episode? Well, I like almost all of the episodes, but I liked that, well, first of all, Mr. Weaver was very nice looking. The, uh, what blink on his name from Stargate. Joe Flanagan. Thank you. Yep. Yes, Joe Flanagan. He's a cute guy. He is. He is nice to look at, yes. I like the commentary that Micah and Pete have when he gets pushed out of the the van and then she's sitting in the hospital. You could tell, again, I always say this, but I like the further we get into these episodes, the more of the friendship that you start to see that it develops between them two. And then on the flip side of this, you're getting to see now that Claudia is actually being invited into the warehouse. And then you're going to see that friendship develop. And then George Joe Flanagan, so. Yes. I mean, it's not, not bad eye candy. I mean, you know, she was wanting to be on a date, right? They both like were talking about being on dates. It was kind of funny. We can't find out anything if you're on a date. Yeah, batter up until she yeah, and she, like, until she flips open the the button on her holster. Yeah, I don't like it when my dates lie to me. <laughs> that's the man. That's the Mike I'm gonna date. I could see Shannon doing this. That would be Shannon. <laughs> and I could see Joe going. Hmm. All right, I like this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried this before. It would be me if Micah said, you know, if she did that, Mike, I'd be like, "Where's here? You can cuff me." Well, that's just me. 
So how much do you know about Joe Flanagan outside of Stargate? I think he, I saw him, he was here in Portland for a while. He's actually very active in politics, which I didn't think he would be, but he actually is. He started his career, his overall career. So he started his first job was working in politics as an advanced man at the White House. Really? Yep. And then it was followed by a stint at Andy Warhol's Interview Magazine until finally he was settling in at Stanford Meisner's Neighborhood Playhouse in New York. So he went into acting there. He was quickly cast in several NBC projects and eventually put under contract there as a series regular for NBC's Sisters alongside Sell Award and Swoozie Kurtz. I never watched Sisters. Did you either of you two? No. No. I don't even know what that is. I, yeah, I don't know. This was followed with another series regular role. He was on first Monday on CBS. And then he was cast in The Other Sister, along with Diane Keaton, Juliet Louise, and Giovanni Ribisi. And that was a movie. Never heard of this stuff. Yeah. Neither did I, but I remember seeing the other sister because I think one of my ex-wives was uh, listening to that or watching that or whatever. So, one of your ex-wives? Yeah. How many ex? <laughs> okay, let's do uh, That's another podcast. Let's, let's talk about <laughs> Joe here. Some of Joe's other TV credits include multiple recurring roles on Dawson's Creek, Cupid, Providence, Profiler, and Women's Murder Club. And was the star of Stargate Atlantis, playing the role of Colonel John Shepard, which went into international syndication with 100 episodes. He's only accredited for 99 episodes. I don't remember how many episodes Stargate Atlantis actually had. So here's a question for you. Have you seen him in anything lately? No. No, and I think when people asked him at the con that we were at, he's he doesn't he's actually back into politics. I don't think yeah, I don't think he does television anymore. He has an oh, adorable really? dog, too. Have you taken a look at his IMDb recently? No. Well, mm. I mean, I did see him several years ago. I, so. I saw him in an episode of The X-Files one time. From 2019 through 2022, he was in 81 episodes of General Hospital. No. From yes. what years? Well, what that years? would be why I'd never see him, because I don't watch them. <laughs> Neither do I. 2019 through 2022. Oh, no. If it was early, I would have seen all of them. And then in 2021 through 2022, he was in five episodes with his co-star, Jason Momoa, in C. I have not watched C. I know that's on Apple C TV, but as I haven't watched it. The uh, letter C? S-E-E. No, S-E-E. Oh. As in, I see you. I haven't seen, no. Yeah, it's a bunch of blind people, actually. Like, society has crashed because it's blind, I believe. It's a yep. dystopian future sort of thing. So yeah. I have not watched it, but I knew he was on there. I knew Jason Momoa was on there. I did not know that Joe Flanagan was on there. So neither that was did I. Well, they're, they're best friends in real life. They were best friends in real life when they were doing Stargate. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they would, they used to be roommates together, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. When they first started the show. Oh. He was also in an episode of Fringe. And he's got 43 total acting credits to his name. So, yeah, he's done some stuff active in politics, active in the acting, and then apparently in, like, media as well. So, 
Joe's got the stuff going. This is his one and only appearance, unfortunately, in Warehouse 13. Yep. Well, I mean, how do you top that episode, really? You're already a rich guy that has to... And he didn't turn out to be a bad guy, like they so no. often do. <laughs> she, he was not a bad guy. Yep. So, Shannon, got any history with this one that popped into your mind? Well, I know that there's a lot of Indian tribes that were originally from the lower Manhattan back when it was New Amsterdam in this early 1600s. So, I mean, I like the fact they weren't talking history up in on the Upper West Side. I mean, it, it's it's the history is going to be in Manhattan area. So I liked. I really liked that they brought the Native American because, I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much history in New York. In general, I mean, from the colonies to the revolutionary to civil, I mean, civil war, it's so much. But to take it so far back, that's the part that I like. So I, I in like every other episode, I mean, I haven't studied to see if there's with those particular objects or anything. Did you know the most important thing about New York City? Be more specific. What? It's nothing what you just said. The most important thing in history for New York City. Enlighten me. I was born there. (laughs) So you were born in New York City? I was born in New York City, yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah, my dad was stationed at Fort Hamilton, which is in New York City. And I was given birth there. He was in the army. He was a door gunner for the army in Vietnam. Wow. I like on helicopter door gunners. Yeah. Who had the lowest survival rate. In yeah, Vietnam. exactly. I'm here as a miracle. <laughs> Basically. Me too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Different sort of miracle, but yeah, miracle. Well, that's good. We're glad you're here. I mean, we we need a janitor, so. I yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, what'd you like about this episode? Um. Well, I actually I I like the whole episode because you get I like the Native American part to it and all the elements and how they played with those and how. And then I liked you know Claudia and Artie and this like Artie just so irritated with claudia but then as soon as she like leaves for las vegas he's like lonely and he doesn't know what to do he's like i needed they both need a challenge and i think they're really good for each other to challenge each other and to finish each other's thoughts and go oh oh wait no i can do this so i really like that the play with both of them and how she finishes his chess game for him she's like for his nice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those are good yeah, I got some steampunk goggles here yeah that claudia also wears yes while she's trying to repair the warehouse and lena's over there going i know what's wrong with you and she's like i don't have to like you she's like no but you do but you do <laughs> yeah i like that the dynamic between Artie and and, and claudia it just continues to grow so even what you saw mm-hmm. today 
like on, on this on this episode where he, she's finishing his chest or she's she takes the kiss a couple seconds of looking at him and she can figure it all out really quick and look at the map and she's like, Yeah, it's stupid. Why, why, you're, why don't you think yeah. of it this way? And I'm he's like, he stuck. never listened to her and he's like, uh, uh, oh, well, you know, you're you're she's kinda right. <laughs> she they do that with throughout the entire series. I yeah, and the parts where it was like Lena looking at Artie's like Claudia needs a home. And he's like, This is not the humane society. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good part. What about USP? My favorite part about the episode was the fact that they actually smelled fudge. For the first time. Oh, yeah. She's like, you're not going to believe this, but I smell, I smell fudge. fudge. Yes. For He's the like, first time. I'll be right there. Oh. <laughs> I'll be right there. Don't move. And 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 we get Pete touching things again. Pete As had always. to touch the feather because there was a feather stuck in the wall. Of course, Micah was the smart one. She grabs the purple gloves and grabs it and pulls it out of the wall. And he's like, well, how are you going to know unless we try? And she's like, well, they all require a human element. She's like, Pete, don't touch it. And he's like, well, you have to figure it out. She's like, well, be careful. How are you going to be careful when you have no idea what this is going to do to you? But go ahead, Pete, touch the feather. Touch the magical feather. (laughs) And then he ends up going halfway through the wall and coming back out. And he's like, I really want to keep this one. (laughs) Yeah. And did no one realize or ever think to ask about his assistant that just disappeared into the wall? They never mentioned him again. Oh, yeah. The guy that at, at the end when he's trying to figure out um, what, what is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it? Something at the dawn? Rise to the dawn? Rise of the dawn. Oh, rises. no. The truth, the truth, truth is in the, the dawn. dawn. Yeah. The truth is in the dawn. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. And then I forgot to look. Lassell never saw the dawn. He (laughs) had a very long drop. Either that or he's now permanently part of the wall. wall. Because he was pushed into the wall and chances are behind the wall is just more wall. Yeah, and it was never explored. It was like, "Eh, okay, Lassell's gone. Eh, Whatever. Yeah, I guess guess he didn't know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) One of those general casualties that come up in the episodes. We don't need to explain that. It's he was fine. a red shirt. It's, it's okay. <laughs> red shirt. They happen. Kind of, but he was ingrained in the history because he was part of the tribe that Lenape. was. Yeah, he was Lenape. So mm-hmm. I just, you, when you think a little bit farther into this episode, you're like, yeah, I would have written it a little bit differently. Tessa. Well, I wouldn't have left LaSalle in the wall without any sort of, you know, they found Ending? him or, yeah. I would have given him a proper farewell, whatever that was. Given him a good shove out the window so we didn't have to wonder about what happened to him? <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, this is a darker series than you think going in because there is this sort of stuff that happens all the time. Yeah, You have these artifacts coming online, they are a danger to humanity, and bad mm-hmm. things actually happen. And there's consequences if you try to use them for self-use, I guess, whatever. There are bad people that all they want is the power. And it's not always obvious. Micah and Pete and Artie are talking about at the beginning. She's like, it doesn't seem warehousey. It doesn't shout warehouse. And Artie's like, it rarely shouts warehouse. It usually whispers. (laughs) And they take it on face value and then they leave and they go to New York. I love the part where Artie's down there and 
Claudia and her brother come down and she's trying to get her brother to do something with his life. And he's like, well, forgive me for trying to catch up on the history of the world. And he, all he's been doing is watching YouTube. And he looks like he just woke up out of bed. And uh, then Artie's like, don't you have like a paper to write on how you hacked into my warehouse? Yes. And then, uh, you know, she walks like, upstairs. Yeah, yeah. He's, you need to unwire what you're what you've done to my warehouse. And she looks at him. She says, I want to unwire you. <laughs> and then you just hear Artie. Ah, the pitter patter of little feet. <laughs> I forgot about that. The patter. He doesn't say pitter. I checked that. The patter. Is it? And patter it's not little, little feet. The patter of feet. Oh, well, I stand corrected. <laughs> I don't know why the change in dialogue there, because that's exactly what I'm thinking. And when yeah. I watched it the first time, that's what I heard. But then I watched it the second time. I'm like, oh, he didn't actually say that. He said the patter of feet. Oh. Like, huh. And I watched it twice and didn't realize that. Right. I watched it two, just two separate times because I split the episodes. I actually watched the first half of it earlier in the week. And then only about six o'clock did I remember, you know what? Have I watched <laughs> Did I watch the end of it? Did I fall asleep? I did fall asleep. But, but you've seen it like 12 times. So but I've fine. seen it so many times that now I can watch it on mute. And then I, I just I just need to look at it to remember what episode we're on. <laughs> and honestly, I don't remember episode titles names anyways. So. No, I don't either. Well, unless it's like good, like Best of Both Worlds, Part 1 and Part 2 and Star Trek and that sort of stuff. Yes, yes. Inner Light. I mean, you know what I'm talking about Inner when these Light. titles come up. All right. So... Claudia's brother is using YouTube to catch up on the last 12 years. This is 2009 when there this was no. came out. YouTube started in 2005. So there's only four years of world history on YouTube for him to catch up on. <laughs> but that's a lot, I guess, for someone who's been suspended in time for a while. Yeah, for 12 years. I mean, that would make sense why he's tired all the time. I mean, he hasn't been asleep or anything. He's been suspended. But he was awake for 12 years. He didn't go to sleep in that pocket universe. <laughs> Wait, so you get to HG. She was awake also. Yeah. That's true. For a century. Yeah. That would definitely screw around with your mind. Just like Artie screwing around with his mind because the last time he was wrong was June 1987. That's a story I want to see. <laughs> I know. That right? was pretty good. Speaking of that, I want to come back to that. He's like, no. <laughs> We're not going to discuss that. Yes. We're not discussing that. Yep. So, yeah, I, I like the fact that you start to see a darker part of, uh, like you said earlier, like you start to see the darker part of the artifacts and that they're not all fun and games like, like Pete likes to try to make them. The feather looks pretty innocent, but you get to see what it can actually do. And if you put on the, the cape, which reminds me an awful lot of Harry Potter. It did. Yes. This is the second episode too. in a row with a Harry Potter. CGI effect. Because last time it was the floating ghosts. And was this after Harry Potter? Yes. Harry Potter came out, I want to say 1997. I think the first movie came out in. Really? I don't remember. Probably. I remember looking it up when we were podcasting last week, but I don't remember. I'll look at it in a second. I like that the sculptures, and actually I looked up the guy, what was his name? Walter Burley. Walter Burley. He actually was a sculptor. Walter Burley. The sculptures that he made, and it was rock, wind, fire, and water. I had to make sure I got those right because Pete said earth. No, Micah said earth, wind, and fire. And Pete was like, ooh, I like that band. 
But I like that all those sculptures made a map. If you put them the right way, it was kind of neat to to see that, even though it was the obnoxious guy that figured it out. And, you know, also everybody in the in the in the secret den in Joe Flanagan's house of all the Native American things where he was trying to figure things out. (laughs) It's funny how throughout the entire episode, you you want to believe that he's guilty, that he's been doing something wrong. That he's not. And then, like, you're like, oh, he's so cute. I wouldn't believe you. And then he's believable. And you're like, yeah. okay, I like it. <laughs> it's that smile. Sh- sh- smile. Um, did you catch that when, when Pete woke up in the hospital after, you know, being his molecules being rearranged, shoved out of yeah. the truck by the guy that has the cape on him? He woke up and he said, uh, he asked for cookies. He didn't get any yep. cookies. He didn't get any. But he asked for cookies when he woke up in the hospital. And then he flirted with Micah. You're pretty when you smile. I think he was just complimenting her. I, I was taking that a little bit different. I was thinking it could have been a flirt moment, but I do think he was just he complimenting. Is complimenting her. I think he was complimenting her because she was going to go on a date. Then she's so grumpy all the time. Um, and then, But I did like the... Uh, I did like the part where uh, she's like, well, what is it when I'm not smiling? He's like, you're pretty scary. And then he's like, brain injury, brain injury. (laughs) No, that's my line. That's my line. He's like, nurse, nurse. He was so funny this episode. Oh, Badgie says, I get to stay with the artifact. Nice defiant badge. Nice. Nice. I have it right here. For you audio listeners, I'm actually holding up my defiance sheriff. Is sheriff? Yeah, yes, lockkeeper, defiance, lockkeeper badge that Shannon bought me at a con. Actually, I've always wanted to get that as a tattoo. Well, you still I want can. a badge. You're right, I can. I've only got ten of them. I looked for a badge for Warehouse 13 for sale. I didn't find one, and I did look at the badge, like at the very beginning at the intro, and I looked at it, and then I looked at a real U.S. Secret Service badge close they are distinctly different so the badge that you see in warehouse 13 the actual secret service badge that you see in warehouse 13 it's not a special warehouse 13 badge it's a secret service badge it's different than the real life secret service badge which when you think about it, it's probably a good thing because you don't want a bunch yeah. of counterfeiters out there well, with I secret would think service badges. That the, eye, the eye of horus is not going to be on the real one no yeah. they have I'm trying to remember what the real one looks like. It's a different, the the Secret Service emblem on the U, the U.S. I, I want to say, on the inside is the same, but it's encapsulated in something different. And then there is a date for the beginning of the Secret Service on the bottom, or UST, I think, for Treasury Department. And on the bottom, there's a date. There is not a date on the Warehouse 13 badge. So those are just mm. some of the differences. If you want to compare and contrast, you can go into it, but it is a separate batch. <laughs> well, they got to make it different. I mean, they're, they're Mrs. Frederick's kids, so they got to have mm-hmm. a distinction. A distinction I think it's two. different, so you just don't counterfeit it to replicate a Warehouse 13 badge. Like you and me, for fan, fans, they don't want that out there. And I, I thought about buying the actual Secret Service badge, because you can get Secret Service badges, replicas, whatever. And I was like, nah, it's not the same. So I didn't, you know, again, always going back to how disappointed I am with sci-fi's channel of 
not Ugh. marketing their shows. Yes. Yes. It took me forever to find that badge that you have, SP. And mm-hmm. I bought two of them at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. But it was the, I bought that at the New York Comic Con, and that was the only thing in the entire building of Defiance. Conversely, you have stuff like this all over the nice. place. Nice. I'm holding up a Colson badge. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff is everywhere. I have a mouse pad of Warehouse 13 that I got. But there's just not stuff out there. There was not... Most stuff you find, just like Defiance, any any sci-fi show t-shirts or memorabilia that I have, it's made off of Redbubble for people, the fans making it. The show itself sucked they never marketed their stuff yes agreed hey when's the last time either you two went to vegas never been there uh a long time ago if i ever go again i'm taking claudia with me because that girl came back with a lot of cash (laughs) it's just pocket change it was too easy she had to come back it was too easy more like they kicked her out for cheating i don't think they did i think she left before she did get found out. No, yeah, okay. Well, what I'm saying is that she would have figured out how to rig it. She did Absolutely. Rig it. Yeah. <laughs> College funds, yeah. Why would I why would I want to do that? Did you also uh what was funny was when Pete woke up in the hospital and he saw that uh Joe Flanagan's character, I can't remember the character's name. I just remember Joe Flanagan. It was actually two different things, right? So in universe, when you're listening to it. It's Jeff Donovan. That's his name. Is it? Okay. But he's credited as Jeff Weaver. Oh. Well, the Jeff, Dun- whatever. So they changed Joe Flanagan's the character. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Where he's in the hospital and he sees that and he looks at Micah like, oh, okay. And then Micah looks at him and he says, hey, he got you a free multi-point inspection. <laughs> he actually he- owns the hospital. Yeah, he owned it. <laughs> So or built see, it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So see, he donates to it. The, the ward was named after him or somebody. Yeah, see, no, I think guy. he actually owned. I think she said he owns the hospital, but she got he got he got Pete a free multi point inspection <laughs> <laughs> to make sure all his molecules were in the right spot. So I don't think he was injured because he went through the wall. I think of the truck. I think he was injured when he fell because the he landed as the truck was moving onto the mm-hmm. pavement. That's where his injury was. It wasn't actually going through the truck wall. Never a fun moment. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can't, you can't just leave it there. What, what, how did you do this? How did you actually well, loop from a moving in, vehicle? I wasn't in a vehicle. I was on the hood of a vehicle. Of a yeah. truck how, what were you doing on the hood of a vehicle? Stupid stuff. I just tell you right now. I just... <laughs> I were you a- trying to be TJ Hooker going over the hood of the vehicle no, or like hanging Hunter. on to it? More like Hunter and Dee Dee McCall. Okay. Okay. I know you remember that show, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Carolyn's like, no, I don't know that one. Anyways, um, my friends and I, I was probably just maybe a little bit older than Michaela, so I was probably about 14 or 15, just enough to be old enough to be stupid, so I don't know. We were <laughs> going up and down the street, and it was my oldest sister's boyfriend. He was quite stupid, actually, at the time, too. So, anyways, he dared me. And even at a young age, I, I, I challenge accepted. So, I climbed up onto the hood of his 
of his car and we took off up and down the road and he would slam on the brakes and see if I was hanging on tight enough. And at one point, most of the time I was, I was hanging on. (laughs) Most of the time I was doing pretty good. There was a few times where I went rolling. (laughs) And um, a few times, like the first one wasn't enough to teach you. I think I did it at least three. Oh my God. Oh geez. So, and how many broken bones was in this one? I did not break bones. (laughs) See, well, I think the brain injury happened long before 2022. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't remember breaking anything. I don't think, but I bruised the crap out of my arms and elbows and my knees. I can tell you that. So, yeah, that was funny when Artie was trying to call Pete in the hospital, and Pete's like barely able to get out of his hospital bed, and then he pulls on his IV cable and rescues the thing before it falls over, and then slowly climbs to it and and all Artie can say is what took you so long (laughs) right like i'm not injured in the hospital he's like i'm injured and he has to make that leap to catch the ivy pole (laughs) was that the time he was eating a cookie and he went into his hammock or was that another time Artie, yes Artie had three cookies he didn't actually eat them but there were three cookies and a cup of milk on his plate and he was talking to Pete about Pete going to Joe Flanagan's apartment to do a a once over on it because Micah was keeping him entertained at dinner in quotes, which is at 3 a.m. And uh, we didn't see him actually eat the cookies, but he did have three cookies and a cup of milk. And then he climbed into his hammock. Where was that room? Where's the hammock? Was that in Lena's B&B or was that like he has a hammock. He has a room at the warehouse. I think it's upstairs. You know that spiral staircase yeah. that's in, in the warehouse? I think it's up there. Yeah. He has a bedroom at the warehouse. Okay. There's an episode later on. Whatever seasons, I can't remember. But there's an episode later on where they use a hairbrush and it changes the colors of like Micah's hair. And they... It makes you fall asleep. I don't remember all the details, but I know that they woke up together in Artie's bed. Not doing the... I remember that. Yeah, they didn't do the thing, but but they were upstairs. They were upstairs in his bedroom. They're like, oh my God, he's going to kill us if if he finds us in here. So... Yes. Yes. It was was a good episode. All right, talking about artifacts, let's talk about the artifacts in the episode here. So we see the feather, right? That's part of the buckskin coat, which is the cloak of invisibility from Harry Potter or whatever, right? That allows you to pass through walls. It allows you to walk through walls, yeah. Or anything. I think it allows you to just walk through solid objects. I don't know as it necessarily has to be a wall because he walks through a big cave. He walks through the van. It's just a solid object. Yeah. Were the stones that represent rock, wind, fire, and water also artifacts? I don't think so. They were just to be like the X marks the spot on the map that he created in those sculptures. So I don't think that the sculptures or the stones were actually an artifact. They led to the artifact that was all of the stuff that was in there. Am I the only one that, in my mind, went back to Raiders of the Lost Ark? As no. Harrison Ford, <laughs> Harrison Ford is putting the, the 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 medallion in the right hole, and they find out yes. where the ark is. Anybody else think of that? The snake that and when he's drinking the cup or the water of eternal life, I'm like, 
all I could think of is he chose poorly <laughs> from the last crusade. <laughs> That's all I could think of. There was that water. There was also the arrow. What did that represent? The arrow was the earth, earth so that you could control earth. The stone was to have the strength of a hundred men and the earth or something like that. No, I thought the, I thought the arrow was for the wind. The well, it was like yeah, it was wind. Oh yeah, it was wind. Did anyone else uh, feel the fifth element in this too? Like four elements. You mean like chicken fifth element or what? Yes, like chicken. <laughs> chicken. <Good> chicken. <laughs> I got that when he was in there doing all these things, and I'm like. Okay, there's uh, all the elements, and you have to do something with them to get the power. So this is totally the fifth element. I'm a meat popsicle. I'm a meat popsicle. <laughs> Multipass. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? It made me think about the fifth element again today. We had a like team building thing today, and you had to have a card in order to do all the events that were around there. So I totally thought of multipass. I have multipass. Makes you wonder how many of our listeners actually know what the fifth, fifth element is. I think a lot of people know. I mean, it's a pretty iconic. Know? You did not know? No. How could you not how know? How could you not know? Yeah, it's pretty iconic. Well, I suppose some people haven't seen it because it is kind of an oddball. It's not hardcore sci fi. It's, it's true, but it's good sci fi. It's fun. That's for sure. Yeah. This is so, multipass. You know, as the dude is going into the cave, right? He says, you know, just blast it and I'll get, I'll take care of the rest. And he's like, well, we'll do jackhammers. And he's like, no, I'll take care of it. So they go down, they see the blast and he's like, yeah, I got this. And he puts on the cloak. When you see your boss walk through a solid wall of rock, you know what you do? You get the heck out of the planet because there's bad stuff that's about to happen. Shit, I've been pissed. If you made me cut through all this rock and all this time, what you've been looking for, all you got to do is walk through it. Give me that vest. That's what I've said. Yeah, what? Smashed it. You can only walk through so much at any one time because he could have walked through the whole thing. What's the depth that this this thing can walk through? Is it like Nightcrawler where you have to like actually know what you're going through and, and see these things or... You know, because he teleports through things, or is it like you only can go through four feet? Or, I mean, what's the depth of this cloak? And then what keeps you at the same level? Like, if you're going through rock, what keeps you from falling down due to gravity? Right. Yeah, it, you know, I don't think these episodes are meant to have this much thought put on. Put it <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> They were fun no. sci-fi shows then. I mean, you can't put that much thought into Eureka episodes either. So, I mean... Eureka was name-dropped here, whether you realize it or not. Eureka premiered in 2006. That. And then Artie says, Eureka, and it wasn't in the show, but it was like, Eureka, I got it, sort of thing. I heard that. I thought ah. of that. Well, back to my point. You can't just... There's, there's things in Eureka that you're like, what? That didn't... That You can't do that. That's how these episodes are too. There's the, there's things that happen that, like the like the episode where they had to destroy the chair in in the church. Did you really have to beat it that hard to get the springs out? No, you're not gonna have to. But it's fun it. 
with the axe going at it so much. It was a really dull axe. Nobody had sharpened it in a while. That hard, you know. I mean, it was a very dull axe. (laughs) Those fire axes that you happen to have around—they're not exactly, you know, primo stuff. Let me just go get one off the church wall. Yeah. So (laughs) probably been there since the 1800s. That could have been the artifact right there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it could have been the artifact. Did you guys put any thought into the creative team behind this episode at all? Nope. All right. It was directed by Ken Garotti, who has 102 directing credits that start in 1985. And just this whole stream of things is just incredible. He did an episode of one of your favorite shows, Shannon, Xena, Warrior Princess. It was season four, episode 21, The Ides of March. That's a good episode. See, now I remember those episodes. (laughs) He did three episodes of Stargate SG-1. Season one, episode six, Cold Lazarus. Season nine, episode 15, Ethan. And season nine, episode 17, The Scourge. He did two episodes of Stargate Atlantis. Season five, episode three, Broken Ties. Which is where he met Joe Flanagan. Yeah, these are 2008, so the Joe Flanagan. And season five, episode five, Ghost in the Machine. He did 14 episodes of Vikings. That's a great series. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that series. Oh, I watched the first two seasons of that and then I lost it. It just lost me. I never saw the complete thing because they took the last half of the last final season and they put it on streaming and it was before I had cut the cord and gone to streaming. So I've never seen the ending of Vikings. I am with you the same way. Same way. I saw some big, big battle in Lath, Lath, uh, what was her name? Lathica? Yeah. Yeah. We'll just go with that. Yeah. Yeah. she hadn't been killed yet or made queen yet last time I quit watching it. But I watched like the first four seasons, I think, or however many there were. I watched, I loved Vikings. It was a pretty intense series on the History Channel. I think it was one of their last big pushes before they finally gave up on anything. Yeah, I think I watched the first two seasons and then that was That's it. how I am with The Last Kingdom. My sister keeps telling me, she goes, oh my God, you just got to get past the first season, which is like I said to people all the time in the first couple of episodes here. Just get it past the first season and you'll love it. It picks up right up. I'm like, I can't get past like the fourth episode. So (laughs) I'll take your word for it. And then the last thing that he has on his directing credits list is four episodes of Orphan Black, which you haven't seen that. It's amazing series, right? I can't find that anywhere on any streaming anymore. I had to buy the DVD set in order to get it. That was yeah, an amazing. That was series. another one that I had on my list and never got to see. You never seen told any me of it's them? really good. Never? Any no, of I haven't them? Seen it yet. Okay. That's your mission. That's your That's mission now. Mission. In all my spare time. Sure, all I'll add it to the list. In between all the other things and watching the next episode of this one that's no longer airing, just like that one, you have to watch or- Orphan Black. Well, according to the strike that's going on right now, we have some time. Yes, and- you do. Even if the strike ends today, we're not going to see content for months. Yeah, it'll be a while. Speaking of strike, just for a brief moment, I wanted to thank you for making my little 10-year-old ecstatic. I didn't make her anything. She actually got ecstatic all her own. She, but you offered, and and she It was exploded. very cute. She exploded around the house. I Aww. sent the message to Sean. I said, hey, we have the strike going on. It's a pre-roll that we're doing on the show to honor the creators and the actors behind the unions that make the sort of stuff happen. And he knew that already. And I said, what do you think about Harry actually doing the pre-roll? He said, that's a great idea. It's like, 
I'm not making it a requirement or anything. And he's like, no, 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 no. She'll love doing it. So I hope she had fun doing it. She did. Thank you. Okay. It was very cute. And then Ken, this was the only one and only Warehouse 13 episode that Ken did, unfortunately, because I think his talent is amazing. And he also did other shows on sci-fi like Haven and Killjoys. So he's been around. Mm, I liked both of those. The writers for this was actually the showrunner, Jack Kenny. We talked about him before, most notably Falling Skies, Jessica Jones, and a lot of episodes mm-hmm. of Warehouse 13. It was written also, there's story and screenplay in there. I'm just calling it all written. Written by David Simpkins, who has 24 writing credits since 1968. Yes, this was the guy that went back to 1968. Oh, We've talked about him before. His first things was like way back in the day. But he's done like Charmed, Roswell, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. And then Dana Beretta, I might have gotten that name wrong. 16 writing credits since 1994, including this one episode of Warehouse 13. So we won't see Donna again. And then uh, three episodes of Jessica Jones. So around there as well. And of course, I mentioned that Jack Kenny is the showrunner. He's been the showrunner since after the pilot and continues on through yeah. the rest of the series. So I think what made this episode so great was Ken. It was Ken and the script, but Ken. And he had a lot, a lot to work with because I think the B story here is Claudia and her brother. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, I wish there was more of that, but I'm like looking at this episode going, I don't know how you cram more of that in because you have to bring all the New York things through too. Yep. And it was cool that uh, Artie pulled strings and his brother, uh, her brother is now going to work in Switzerland, smashing Sorry. atoms. Yep. Yeah. Smashing atoms. Isn't that someplace over there that actually like transported an atom once? I think it was somewhere over there. I don't know. But when you say that, all I think is smashing pumpkins. Yeah. It is that time of year, right? No, it's a, a good band. band. It's a good band. <laughs> band yeah. yeah. It's a good band. I have some of their songs. Child of the 90s right here. Right? <laughs> we have an important announcement today, and that is we received our first ever fan email. Yes, we did. We did. Read it for us. It, it is from Jeff. Let me get my mouse over here. You said you were going to be ready with this. Come on. I had it ready. Don't. Uh, Sometimes you just have to do that to him. <laughs> it's from Jeff. I'm going to butcher his last name, so I don't even know if I want to try. Just, just say Jeff. Okay. Hello, Jeff. He says, yeah. Yeah. hello, Jeff. Thanks for the feedback. We appreciate it. Hello, SP, Carolyn, and Captain Bubbles. I love it. I'm a fan already. <laughs> Thank you for reviewing such a favorite show. I find there just isn't enough love for Warehouse 13. I bought all five seasons from Amazon when I heard you guys were going to do this. Cool. I'm watching the show along with you and keeping it fresh each week. Not liking Doctor Who isn't a bad thing, but ladies, I have a small request. Please try two episodes before you give up on it. Season 4, Episode 10, Midnight. It's a great bottle episode that shows some great horror vibes. Season 3, Episode 10, again, Don't Blink. Another fan favorite that introduces one of the Doctor Who's best villains. Can't wait for Claudia to show up next week. Thanks for the cast, Jeff. That's very cool. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. 
Really appreciate the feedback. And I have watched some of, of Doctor Who. That's how I got introduced to Torchwood. I just like Torchwood better. And then I never went back. <laughs> it sounds like Jeff's a favorite of the horror side of Doctor Who, which admittedly there's a lot of, and that was kind of how Doctor Who actually started off with the Daleks, and that was big horror sci-fi back then and whatever. I'm not such a fan of the horror, <laughs> I'll have to admit. Don't yeah. blink. If you if you ever see Don't Blink, you will never look at another statue the same again. Your whole life will change. So if you don't <laughs> want that to happen, don't watch Don't Blink. Well, see, and I'm not a huge fan of horror things. So unfortunately, Jeff, I don't think I will be watching those, but I appreciate your suggestion. However, I have a lot of things on my list and I will work on that. She's got Orphan Black. She has yeah. to watch first. <laughs> I have a requirement from Shannon. Yes, but let me let me tell you how this re- feeds back into it. Don't Blink was a movie, a B movie, by the way, a movie that Joanne Kelly did where it's a horror movie. Just saying. I see. Joanne Kelly. It was called Don't Blink. Don't Blink is one of those episode names that you remember. Like, we were talking before about the interlaid on Star Trek The Next Generation or Best of Both Worlds, Part 1 and Part 2. You know what those episode titles are for. Don't Blink, you instantly know in Doctor, in the history since 1963 of how Doctor Who has evolved. You know that one particular episode of Don't Blink, and he's right, it's one of the main antagonists to Doctor Who in modern era. So they brought forward the Cyberman, they brought forward the Daleks, they brought forward a bunch of stuff. They created the statue, the angels, that's what they're called. The I was going to say, are these the weeping angels that you yes. see people dress yes. up as at cons? Okay. I yeah, thought totally. that was a Doctor Who thing. I keep seeing them everywhere when I go to cons, but they're I'm pretty sure, I was like pretty sure that's a Doctor Who thing. The, I don't think I'm going to spoil anything here. The premise behind them is they can't move while you're looking at them. So as soon as you blink, they will move like the wind like right red at light, you. Green light. Oh. Right? Remember the game? Red light, green yeah. light? Red light, yeah. green light. <laughs> red light, green light. But you're not watching them. <laughs> totally you, that. So you shut your eyes or you look away and you turn around and they're right. Th- and they look like they're going to attack you. Mm, yeah, I've seen. Oh, I've so seen they them. Creep, you get a little bit closer. Yep. <laughs> and they're looking at you for the most part, too. And fangs and their teeth and stuff. It's like, oh, ooh, So this is like it. the clown in the, ep- in, in the Poltergeist movies where you just stare at it long enough and the next thing you know, it's gone. No, no, thank you. Yeah, I probably won't be watching that because I want to be able to sleep. I'll stick with Torchwood. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree, Jeff. This, uh, this show definitely does not get the uh, deserve that it deserves the, all the attention that it deserves for sure so we again? appreciate <laughs> the shannon has spoken you shall try again come on brain injury i haven't had my pills and i'm already slurring my speech so it's okay try to get <laughs> mine is mine is melty from being outside in the sun all day i'm about two hours two hours past my medicine so i'm Uh-oh. slurring my Uh-oh. speech all right. 
Well, in case we decide to end it here real quick, next week we're going to be watching Warehouse 13 Season 1, Episode 6, Burnout. And the IMDb description for it reads, Pete and Micah hunt for a lethal artifact, but it finds Pete first. That's a great episode. I remember this one. As Pete prepares to sacrifice himself, as did the first warehouse agent who recovered it, Micah searches for a way to save him, if she can find him. I remember this episode. It's a great one. It's got like little metal spine things that attach to your back. It's great. Oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it like jumps from person to person. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. We we definitely know because there are five seasons of Warehouse 13 that it all works out okay. But there are four seasons of what? <laughs> there are four lights. <laughs> there are four lights. <laughs> there are four seasons of warehouse 13 that is going to be ever credited by me i'm just saying and then your fan canon your head canon is it ends and it stops right there damn it and somebody (laughs) i'm not going to disagree because i watched how i met your mother all the way through and i stop head canon at episode 200 i'm like that's it i don't need to watch any further i am good at episode 200 because whatever happens after that is crap sometimes sometimes when you have a series Jump the shark. Jump the shark. What? Haven't you heard that phrase? No. Oh, that's that's a phrase that a lot of people use when it when the show goes past its prime. Like, you know, it should have ended, but they just keep going. Okay. It's called jump the shark. At least that's what it was. called. So not quite this, but I mean, you know, you. I think you know where I'm going with this. There's at the end of season four. They could have ended it the way it was. As is. But then they got renewed, and but they only got renewed for six episodes. And I think because, like it, like all the other shows we've seen, we come back and they're rushed. Those last yep. six episodes, I think they were kind of crap. Well, you can yeah. go at it different ways. We were talking the last time about how Stargate SG-1 ended at episode, season eight with Richard Dean Anderson and the original crew or whatever, and I was fine with that ending. But then they went on for another two seasons. I think the other two seasons, although... It's kind of hokey with how they forced a new villain in and stuff like that. But those were good seasons overall, they were. right? Yeah, they were. So I don't yeah. deny them from, okay, we're going to quit and then we continue to go on. Okay, so that- let me rephrase that. I'm not denying you your last whatever episodes of season five. I'm just saying, for me, <laughs> as the Barrington Wells fan that I am, they mm. changed it and pissed me off and the bearing when they changed the dynamic between Pete and Micah. Pete and Micah have always been best friends. They've always been brotherly and mm-hmm. sisterly with each other. And then all of a sudden, because the network was rushed, they decided to make them. Well, the X-Files did stuff. the same thing. And what I was alluding yep. to before with How I Met Your Mother, they read the audience wrong. They had pre-shot the ending, and they thought that the show was going to run three or five years. It ended up in 10 years, How I Met Your Mother. So they get to episode 200, and they know that they have to end it a certain way, and everybody was just pissed at how it ended. Yeah. And I refuse to go back and watch it. There's some funny episodes in there. Slap, Slaps Giving is one of them. Barney Stinson doing the New York Marathon a couple of times. That, that's hilarious. I just refuse to go back and watch it because it ended so badly. CBS did not decide to change the ending around. They were like, 
we're going to go with our original conceived ending. The show has evolved well beyond where you were at. And that's kind of, I think, what happened here, because I don't think at the time that the Warehouse 13 ended, the networks were not were not really LGBT friendly, right? So, but the very next very next year, you had Wine on Earth come out. And that was. And I think they learned their lesson from all the past episodes of other shows and they were more friendly towards that. Now, I'm not saying that's necessary for a show because it's not for me even though I am, right? It's not something I look at. But you had an entire season, season three of Warehouse 13 that they they geared the entire season up for Bering and Wells. They flirted with the with each other they talked about it they gave the heart eyes they did everything jack kenny flirted with it wrote about it but then the actual actresses joanne kelly and jamie murray they took it upon themselves to make it more appear you know to appear more on on, i mean they did everything and made a complete fangirl out of me but the networks back in what year is 2014 the networks would not allow them to have a same-sex couple. Wouldn't wouldn't do it. Yeah, and a similar sort of thing happened in BSG as well near the end of that. Towards series. the end of it. Yeah. So, but Put and Pete and Mike together were not. I mean, they've throughout the entire series they were brother and sister. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and it, yeah. I'm like, ah, schmuck. Well. We have a few months before we get there, so <laughs> enjoy it while I'll you got the you, first. I'll remind you, but yeah, right. Just thank you for buying all five seasons to watch with us. That's pretty yeah, amazing, right? That's expensive because they're running like about twenty five dollars a season, no. so that's like one hundred twenty five no, 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 bucks. No, 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 they're not because you could buy an entire season. I think at that paid twelve dollars for the first for the second season of Warehouse Thirteen on Amazon. You could buy them under twenty dollars off Amazon now. Not back then when I bought the, the box sets at Best Buy, $50 a shot, yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on if you bought the digital ones or if you bought the I bought physical the copies. Disc. Because the yeah. complete series Blu-ray is $51. But I am buying it digitally, which is incredibly more expensive. I bought the actual Yeah, I, I bought disc. the digital one too, just because I needed to watch it right away. So I didn't couldn't wait for it to ship to me. Plus, it's a lot easier to hit the button to stream it than to grab my DVD true. and try to make it work. It, it is true, but you know what? I have <laughs> somewhere in my house I have all five seasons, and when we first started in this, I could not find season one and two. They're here somewhere, but I'm like, screw it, I'll just buy more. <laughs> <laughs> so Whatever. the DVD more. the DVD set is $37 on Amazon right now, so... Which season? Because I didn't pay that. The complete series is oh, $37. Complete series, yes, because I'm like, I paid like $12, $12 or something, so yeah. Now, let's see. Season two HD is $25 on digital yep. streaming. Yeah, that's about, I think I paid like, I think mine was 23 or something. It was like, or it was around that 23, 25. Yeah, so long gone are the days where you have to buy the actual box set and pay 50 or $70 at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Remember that was the only place you could buy them or, or something like that. And I think I told you the story once before that I was pregnant with Michaela and I just had discovered Stargate SG-1. I just mm-hmm. discovered it. So I'm like, okay, so like you do most times when you find a new show, you're like, well, I want the DVDs. I want to watch them, right? And I found, 
I found all 10 seasons for $150. So last time there was a strike in Hollywood, it was 2007, and it was about DVD rights back then. And now you fast forward to 2023, you have companies mm-hmm. like Disney who are actively trying to not publish the actual DVDs, DVDs. anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll give, give you a great example with Paramount, with the Star Trek series, the animation series Prodigy. They only had the first half of the DVD that canceled the series after season mm-hmm. one. Their season two is still to come out, and they only had the first 10 episodes, which was half of their season one out. So the, the you, you had no way of getting that second half of the season. Willow is another example. It was canceled, and you can't buy the physical media anywhere. No, they took it off Disney Plus, too. They like yeah. literally took it off. You can't even stream it. Right. That was my point. You you can't stream it anymore and you can't buy the physical media because it's not there. Yeah. It's like it never existed. The only way you can get to it now is by pirating it. If you want to watch it, you can only pirate. Now, I don't pirate anything mm. at all, so I'm not going to do that. I will exhaust every opportunity to buy mm. it legally, just like we did here with Warehouse 13, because I want to support everybody that went into it. Right. But if you make it impossible, like Game of Thrones, for instance, they made it impossible for some people to watch it because they didn't have the ability to have HBO on any stream. It was before HBO was able to stream. So the only way those people could watch it was by pirating it. And we're back to that now. Big mistake, big all all across the board, in in my opinion, with the studios. Let me tell you something about Game of Thrones. That's another series that I that I watched almost all of it to the I didn't last I think I skipped like the last three seasons of Game of Thrones only because at the time that I was watching HBO I changed I was in I remember I was in the hospital having Michaela so this was a long time ago 2010 <laughs> and I switched over to the Star Channel because because I wanted to see Spartacus with Jamie Murray so ah, there, there went, there went, you know, and of course I stayed because I love Outlander. It was just, it was a win-win, but I never went back to HBO. I never, but now I have it. And, and then of course they took the other show that I like to watch called the Nevers. I really like that. If you've ever seen it, it only lasted for a couple episodes, but it was so full of steampunk. It was such, and it was a detective show and it was all about girls. And it was such a show for me. Never had HBO, so they took it from me. Before we end tonight, I have been rating these episodes as we go along, so I just want to continue that to make sure <laughs> Most that definitely. the streak continues. The last time I said Claudia was my number one episode, followed by the pilot, Magnetism, and Resonance. 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 Yes. Yes. And uh, I will put Elements as the number two. So it's behind Claudia, ahead Ooh. of the pilot. For me, because it was just a fun episode. It was a fun episode. It was. We didn't have it a lot a of artifacts. Episode. We didn't have a lot of tools. We didn't talk about any tools because there were no tools used. There were no artifacty tools that were used in this one. True. Just good old fashioned, like twist the thing on the squ- twist the sculpture on the door to open the door. <laughs> That's not an artifact. That's not a tool. You know, I don't I don't think I ever rate the episodes. I mean, I there's things about it that I like, but obviously because I watched the series so much and I can just, it's just one of those for me it's a series that I, it doesn't matter what episode I put on I just throw it on just because I want to have it and go into the background mm-hmm. but I don't rate the episodes from 
best to last or favorite to, I mean, I like all of them. I just like the progression of each series and how they become less of two people that are, don't even like each other really when they're protecting the, the person. Mm-hmm. They don't even, she don't even like him, right? Can't stand him. Mm-hmm. He's like, yep. yeah, whatever, but I'm okay. But then they start becoming a friendship and then the f- partnership and then all of them together. Cause like right now, Artie doesn't even like hugs. Why are you people always hugging each other? <laughs> But as the series goes on, I like the family unit that they developed at Lena's. Yes. So for me, judging it and liking it less or not, it's just for me, it's it's always the progression of the family unit that they become. Well, it's huge in a lot of the stories that we like is found family. That's what you title what's going on. Found family. And I definitely like that with this. Eureka's the same way. It's found family. Carolyn. Yeah. Uh, What other movie? Do you know that I love that I would put in the background just to listen to it? Do you know this? Oh yeah, it's, it's the Martian, right? Song, no, totally the Martian. Um, not the Martian. Crap, you're gonna ask me, and I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna ask you because there's not that it's not a whole lot of people that listen to me that it's know the me. song that I always send you when I hear it going. What is that song? What is that movie? Mary Poppins. No. That is a good one, it's though. Got a, it's got a Native American. It's not Native American. He's it's it's. It is? What is that? He, it, what? it has Native Americans in it, but it, it was. Just it a has Native Americans in it, and he will find her. Lewis in it, and he will find her. I will find you. Stay alive. I will find I you will find forever. Last, what is that wolves? movie? Last of the Mohicans. No. Oh, okay. Last of the Mohicans. I was close. It. it was right there. That it was right is my. There. Sean's like, I don't know why you watch something so depressing. They all die. I'm like, there's lots of things that people die in all the time. It's a war movie. I mean, you tell me you're watching, you don't, you're not going to watch any John Wayne because someone's going to die in it. That's stupid. Of course they're going to die. It's a war movie, right? See, so, I knew the movie. I just couldn't think of the title. I knew, you knew, it. I knew you knew it. But, but that is Last of Mohicans. I first discovered that movie when I was in 10th grade in history class. And then we got halfway through it. And then the principals made us turn it off because it was too gory or violent. But we watched Glory in 8th grade. I'm like, what the heck is happening here? Because it's history. Wait, you can watch Glory, but not the last of the with with, with Matthew Broderick. And when I was in middle school, but in high school, they made us take out Last of the Mohicans. We watch Glory every year on the 4th of July at the Air Force Academy. Cause it's, I'm sorry. It's su- yeah, I know. It's summer. Well, I mean, it's a good movie. but It is a good movie. It's not Last of Mohicans good movie, but it's a good movie. <laughs> and I have no idea why we're showing Glory, because it has nothing to do with the Air Force at the Air Force Academy. It just boggled my mind. I didn't understand it. But I got burned out on it after that. Uh yeah, I, I, I can never, see why. I've never burnt out on Last Mohicans. I like the soundtrack. No, anytime my anytime my Pandora like shuffles on it when I'm at work, I'll take a picture of the screen and, and I text it me. to Shannon. Uh, hey Shannon, <laughs> guess what's playing on my Pandora? I have, I have that soundtrack on my. Uh, I know you do. On my, so I, I think listen, I do too. I'm pretty sure I have that song I or something to, like I that. Just, on my. I just love the movie. I love again. People, I can't imagine people not listening don't know who I am or know what I'm talking about because, you know, out of our, what, 15 listeners a week? <laughs> <laughs> All two. We have dozens of we listeners. Have, we, have dozens. Dozens. we have Jeff, Jeff. and Jeff. we have Mike. So, yeah. Mike so from Jeff, Twitter. let me explain so, to you who I am. <laughs> 
I'm he knows who you Bubbles. are. You're Captain Bubbles. Yeah, you're Captain Bubbles. I'm we Captain, Captain Bubbles. Bubbles. Who lo- not only do I love sci-fi. I did not name you Captain Bubbles, by the way. I got accused of naming you Captain Bubbles on the other podcasts, on the Strange New World podcast. That was not me. I don't that know. That was before I got on Strange New World. Wasn't it Sean? It wasn't me. I thought it was Sean. I think it was the listener. It was in season one of Strange New World. We had a listener name me Captain Bubbles. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Not only am I a sci-fi person who has very select, selective sci-fi, right? I'm not going to watch all of it. I'm just, no. Okay? But I love history. And when you match them, when you throw them together, that's steampunk. And I love steampunk. See? <laughs> steampunk gigantic tattoo right there, right? Which is also why I love the Nevers. I like <laughs> next time. Next time, next time, I'm going to show up on this podcast with my with my steampunk hat on and my goggles that you show me right there. I love the goggles. <laughs> those are awesome. I love those. But in that movie, I I like Revolutionary War timeframe, and that is just before because that is the reason that you had the Revolutionary War is because of the French and Indian War because they needed to the the British needed to earn their money back. So that's why they started taxing people. So you get a history lesson when you didn't even know you're going to get one when you come to this podcast today, but that's, there it is. What do you mean? We have a whole history section. We've been doing history for the last four episodes. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A couple of things. First of all, favorite movie that I can have on the background at any important time. I mentioned you for the Martian because that is the movie that I watch in the background all the time. The Martian. That makes sense. Carolyn, what is your movie that the you Martian. have on the background? What's your comfort food movie? The Princess Bride. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. I like it. It is. I like it. I love that movie. And it's just like, if I need a movie to watch and I really want something girly. to watch, it is The Princess Bride. Oh, it doesn't matter if it's girly or not. It's anybody I can watch it. I love that movie. No more rhymes now. I mean it. It's perfect for guys, too. Marriage. I, you know, honestly, I, I have never been a big fan of the movie. I have been forced to watch it. Yes. I don't know if the girls have watched it. I don't know. I think Michaela's supposed to watch it for 80s cheese I movie. Think as soon as they do that, I'm like, I am all in. I'm I am sorry. all in. She's, no, she's seen it before and she doesn't like it, I think. I just don't like it. I just, you know, it's, I don't know what type, what do you call the kind of comedy? I don't like Jim Carrey at all. Like, I won't watch Dumb and My Sister. Can sit I can't laugh. stand some of those. No, uh-uh. She can I like sit and liar, laugh liar. dumb and dumber. Or liar. No. And I'm like, I can't even get... I got halfway through the part where he's drinking his own piss from the bottom. Like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm gone. But I like the Grinch because I can't see his actual face. It's great. Okay? <laughs> I love I love Lucy. That's slapstick. Right? But I don't yeah, like... I think that's why I like Liar Liar because it's like, it's like slapstick kind of thing. I did like his Truman show. The Truman show was pretty good. I would never go back and watch Ace Ventura. That was just no, like, I, I, no, I watched the first one, one or the second one. Either. Either. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey wise. I only like the Grinch. Well, let me ask you this. Do you like, there's something about Mary. I like that movie. <laughs> uh, Shannon doesn't look like she did. They both had the I same kind of vibe. It. I know that's yeah. the one where you put the white stuff in the hair. I, yeah. I liked. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it seems like the stupid comedy rom coms you don't like. Like you wouldn't like. What was the other one? There's something I was about just Mary. To find the word about it. And I, the wedding. The wedding singer. That's another one. That I you like probably that movie too. Like. <laughs> but you probably would I like Fifty First Dates. I love Fifty First. 
I love okay. 51st Day. My favorite part of that movie, and it's okay. You'll, you're both going to know what I mean when I say it. It's so me. It's so me. The part where they're pretending like they're broken down on the side of the road. And she's like, hang on, let me go back and get them. And she chases after him and beats him with <laughs> yes. that. Is that not me? <laughs> is that not me? That's, That's so totally me, right? You. That's totally me. That I is love totally 51st Day. So, okay, so what is this? So I don't like, I like that slapstick, right? It's not slapstick. It's it's funny comedy, but it's not yeah. slapstick comedy. It's not slapstick. It's not something about Mary. Slapstick but I like kind I, I love comedy. Lucy. Yeah, but that's a different kind of comedy too. That's fifties. Yeah, it's okay. just different. That's fifties. It's funny, and I well, love I, I love Lucy. Watch, I love Lucy all day long. It's the embarrassment, stupid slapstick comedy. Like I love Lucy. You're not embarrassed by. You're just rolling with it. But like. Ace Ventura, you're embarrassed by it. I it's like, yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't. Uh-uh. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do Dumb and Dumber. I just I'm such a snob when it comes to movies too. Like I wouldn't watch. The, uh, last year I watched the Thor movie with with which one? The last one. Right? He did. Okay. Right. So I'm like hearing great reviews in it, and they get in, you get to see his bare ass. I'm like, this horrible movie. It's a horrible you flicked movie. too hard. It's you flicked too hard. I, I, I hated it. I didn't mind it. <laughs> well, there was a part that I didn't mind, but okay. But you know, I wouldn't mind Micah's <laughs> outfit either. Okay. So the other thing you mentioned is you don't rate the episodes, and you don't have to rate the episodes. But one thing that I remember from all the series that I've watched seriously: Arrow, uh, Agents of Shield. Star Trek The Next Generation. I can name the top five episodes. Star Trek The Next Generation, All Good Things, The yep. Inner Light, A Best of Both Worlds, Part One and Part Two, and Yesterday's Enterprise. Top five episodes right there. You know, we're sci fi geeks. We're pointing each other on the camera. There are four lights. <laughs> that <laughs> wasn't one of the episodes lights. I said, but that could be number six. Too, I know, right? but you said Inner Light, so we automatically went four lights. Yeah, yeah it's there you go. Star yeah. Trek thing. Although I did really love Inner Light. That was one of my favorites. The flute the one music the flute, was right? beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart is, I mean, it, he was the perfect casting for the role of captain on Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah. But Most he, his Shakespearean acting really came through with that. I'm oh, so glad that he yeah. made the jump over from his yeah, most definitely. acting over across the pond to Hollywood. I loved all good things. I liked the interaction between Crusher and Picard. Like when she's always taking care of him, they would never really cross that line because again, another show that they weren't allowed to cross the line back then. Mm-hmm. That where she just leans him and kisses him and says a lot of things could happen in twenty five years, and then bam, here we are, twenty five something years later, and she's like, "There's a kid, kept a kid from him." <laughs> I, I, what about Laris? What about Laris? I know. What the heck? What Where's Laris? What the hell? All right. Well. We've all talked out of Warehouse 13. We've all talked about about everything else, too. So I think I'm going to call for the night if you two ladies are okay, unless there's yep. anything else you need to say. Uh, I got medicine. I well, I was going to say that I really love the part, too, where Artie and... Oh, I just forgot her name again. Claudia? Claudia. They, no. Le- Micah? Lena? Lena. Claudia. <laughs> Dang <laughs> it. <laughs> this is my brain. Well, Artie and Lena were on the floor... With a bunch of books spread out, trying to figure out the Indian legends and the creation myths and everything, and I'm like, I think it's Claudia that helps them figure out the better way to do this, so they can use more computers and stuff. And I was just, 
it made me uh, remember all of the projects and history reports and all the other things that I had to do when I was younger and I'd have everything spread out, spread on, the out floor. on the floor. Because, you know, that's how you did research. There wasn't Google. Back it was also then. kind of funny watching him lay on his stomach on the floor like you, yeah, like, right? he, like he expected to see the milk and cookies beside him, right? Yes, I swear. <laughs> I was like, where's the milk and cookies? Yep. Yep. So, Jeff, thank you so much for your email. Really appreciate it. You have no idea how much all three of us were like, yeah. Matter of fact, even oh! Shannon's husband, Sean, was like, dude, I can't believe you got an email. This is so awesome. I know people love us. Actually, you just love the show, but we love that you like us. So it's OK. So if you want to send us an email, it's warehouse 13 fancast at gmail.com. The 13 is the number 13. So warehouse 13 fancast at gmail.com. Shannon will get it and she will send it to all of us. And then we will read it on our podcast. Will I? <laughs> well, I got it somehow. You got 40, yeah. We're also available on the X and Sci-Fi Girl is over there that Shannon... Did... Sci-Fi Girl's on Twitter still. I refuse to call it X. It's stupid. I am going to call it X <laughs> because that is the official app name. <laughs> and then we also have Carolyn on there at Ocean363. So we really appreciate hearing from you. I know it really lights up Shannon and Carolyn and uh, all of it. It was pretty cool getting that email too, Jeff. So thank you guys very much for all your yeah. tweets. All, I, Cause I don't even know what to call it. On yeah. The so well, still we have tweets. David that tweets us a lot too. X's, X's and O's. No, we're not doing yeah, that. No. no. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a David on Twitter X, whatever we're calling it. The application formerly known as Twitter he tweeted out, I think it was Monday because he had a bank holiday that he was going to listen to our podcast. So thank you, David, for listening to our podcast. And um, I think it was Mike, wasn't it? The, yeah. No. It, yeah. Mike, it seems Mike. Mike. Derek. I'm so sorry, Mike. I, yeah. I'm he's, sorry. You, I'm like just, you've just been someone. I know you'll get that reference. Yes. I'm sorry. Send me hate mail. I'm suck. <laughs> Warehouse 13 at Fancast. Warehouse 13 Fancast at gmail.com. Or just, you know, tweet me because it's fine. You know where we're at. So we got to yeah. go because Shannon is needing her medicine. So my lips are numb. Until next week, <laughs> I'm the janitor SP. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us for an episode of the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 Fancast. You can find all our episodes at warehouse13fancast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up on our email at warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. You can hear more of this cast and other shows like it by checking out lonewolfpodcasts.com. The intro music is Sci-Fi Hybrid Intro by Soundmake, and the outro music is Science Fiction by tunes to go Both were purchased on Pond5.com. But I he- did like... Th- Sorry, go ahead. No. You trump me every single time, so you go. No, I don't. I don't want to interrupt Shannon you. Trump. Yeah, okay. Production note. Shannon Trump's <laughs> both of us. So if Shannon's talking, 
we both shut up. If Shannon's not talking and we're both talking, you keep talking. I will shut up. That's how this works. That's yes, but you have good. valid points too. So I don't want to. I will get. I will get my points in. Don't worry about yeah, it. I'm scratching my nose in the microphone. <laughs> and don't Stop complain to law. me about your microphone smelling Stop in five law. months from now. Stop bumping your microphone, Law. This is the only time I get to use this one. He uses it for everything else. You have one of your own, by the way. But he doesn't. He hasn't set it up. I know. 